welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business. And on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. On today's podcast, we have T from Las Vegas. She's a member of our gold course and in the private Facebook group. And she recently posted about starting her first group home in about, I think it was about 40 or 45 days from getting started. So uh, we had to have her on the podcast today to find out what she did. So T, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. Likewise. So before we get into like, you know, the group home details and how you got the group home started and things like that. Why don't you tell the people a little Mm -hmm. bit about your background and kind of what were you doing before this? Where are you from? And uh, what what made you want to even look up how to start a group home in the first place? Well, that is a great question. I'm actually a real estate investor. I have been investing in real estate for decades, a couple of decades now. Um, I don't really want to tell my age, but hmm. <laughs> but I have been invested in, in real estate since I was young, very, very young. I've had parents who invested in real estate and they taught me a lot. What I found as a real estate investor is that I was not making the type of income that I really wanted to make. I didn't want to do $400 a month or $500 a month in net income. I didn't want my ROI to be only 5% or 6%. I was looking for things that were over 10%. And I found that it was very competitive finding homes like that. I decided that I really wanted to get into group homes. Um, When I was 18 years old, I worked for a lady who had a group home for teenagers. And I've always had a heart for helping people that were homeless. I didn't have a place to go. And I didn't know what I was going to do with that. I also have a business in the health and beauty industry and it's doing very well, but I found that it was taking a lot of my time. And so as my husband and I are creating goals for ourselves, we're realizing that we don't want to be working 10 hour days. We want something that's very simple, we want to not be bugged all the time. We want to retire and go on vacations whenever we want and wherever we want without being tied to any business. And so as I was Googling, I found you guys and I decided to uh, purchase the course, which I absolutely love. It provides a lot of information. And I thought this is perfect for me. And so I read the material. I actually written, well, I didn't really do anything with it because I purchased the course in September of 2020, and I really didn't get started until August of this year. I am from Las Vegas, Nevada. My first home is here in Las Vegas. I, of course, am from California too, so I'd say half and half of where I've been. And the reason why I mentioned California as well is because I am looking for properties in California And I'm looking for properties in Texas. And I'm super, super excited because you can't beat this model. It is absolutely amazing. I don't have to worry about what's going on with my home. I don't have to worry if someone's doing drugs inside of my home. I don't have to worry if someone's not telling me something's wrong with my home. 
The last tenant that I had in my home is a higher end home here in Las Vegas. They left $15,000 worth of damages. And it was a family friend and I did something wrong. I did not check on the house. When they moved out, I decided, you know what? I am going to do what these experts are saying. Do the group home model. I dived back into the course and I learned everything that I possibly could. When I started, I was nervous. I was excited at the same time because I can control what goes on in my home. I can set up cameras. I can put people in rooms and beds and I can get payment every month and I can also increase my ROI. This is so amazing. So I did that within 45 days. I filled all of my beds, all of them. <laughs> I could not believe it. And now I get a check, well, I get a deposit into my bank account every single month, like clockwork. I have a great relationship with those that are there. And I'm super duper happy. This is the easiest thing that I've ever done in real estate investing. Beautiful. <laughs> There's a lot to, un <laughs> lot to unpack there, <laughs> but oh great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great story. So you know, you got your start in real estate investing, and you hit a you hit a couple of key points there that I think a lot of investors probably uh, feel the pain over. So you mentioned that you weren't satisfied making four or five hundred dollars a month in net profit. That's actually really good. <laughs> that's that's a lot better than, than most real estate investors are doing. That's true. Yeah. So for the folks out there that might be debating, you know, hey, should I get into real estate investing, you know, just rent out properties, maybe do Airbnbs? What are some of the advantages that you see of the traditional real estate investing compared to the group home model? Well, I feel like with real estate investing, when you have your own home, um, it definitely can pay off for you, right? You're growing equity every day. That's wonderful. That is a wonderful, wonderful thing to have because your tenants are paying off your home every month. That's a great advantage. But then you also have to worry about what's going on in your home, what kind of damages are being done in your home. Sure, you can have an Airbnb, but considered Airbnb is a great model. However, I personally have decided that I don't want to do that because, you know, I have some family and friends who have ran into a lot of issues with renting out their home with several people coming in and out of their home on a weekly or daily basis. And so for me, that just didn't hit home for me. That was something that I considered a little bit too much. And it kind of goes back to the retirement way. I didn't want someone to tell me, hey, you did this wrong, so we may have to shut down your Airbnb. Um, hey, this customer wasn't happy because you had a camera over in the front porch that was looking inside from the back porch. And I've seen all kinds of different type of issues with Airbnb. And I've experienced my family and friends telling me that their Airbnb was shut down for absolutely no reason at all. So for me, I did not want to do that. I wanted to be able to control what was going on with things that I owned. Right. And you mentioned on the, the previous rental property, you, lost, you had $15,000 in damages. Exactly. Yes. The tenant 
I apparently, I have a two-story. One of my properties is a two-story here. And the tenant was not home a lot, the main one. What she did was she started renting out rooms in order to pay for her rent. I did not know that. The tenants were doing all types of stuff. They were putting cigarette burnt marks in the carpet. There was a lot of marijuana going on. It took me a long time to get rid of that smell. They had three dogs. Dogs did their thing all over the house, which left a horrible smell. I had to pretty much replace the padding, the carpet. Before I even replaced any of that, I had to have the floor done with getting rid of the smell. And that's a lot. My home is almost 4,000 square feet. So we're talking 4,000 square feet of space where I had to get up the padding and the carpet. I had to hire someone to do that. There was so much damage. There was um, missing the window screens, um, patio door screens. It was a lot of damage. And so for me, I didn't want to experience that anymore. I said, you know what? As soon as they move out, I am doing this group home model. I am going to do what Andy is saying, and I am going to go for it, and it's going to be successful. You know, sometimes you got to speak things into existence, and that is exactly what happened. Right on. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. uh, it's kind of counter <laughs> counterintuitive. I think that it holds back a lot of real estate investors. Luckily, you were kind of open-minded, and it's something you've been thinking about for quite a while, so that's probably why you had such yes. an open mind about it, but I think a lot of investors, they have like these nightmare stories like that. And then (laughs) then they're imagining, you know, not just one tenant like that, that's, you know, has pit bulls in the house and smoking weed and stuff like that. But they're imagining, Mm -hmm. you know, eight to 10 people in the house and they're imagining this nightmare. Right. So, um, right. Complete nightmare. (laughs) As you see, do you have a lot of competition in the group home space in Las Vegas? No, I don't. I don't really experience that. And let me tell you what I really love about you guys is that you also have a Facebook group and I was able to connect with some people that were here in Las Vegas and they would always say, Hey, we have someone who's looking for a room. Do you have space? And thankfully I would say, Nope, I'm still full. Nope. I'm still full, (laughs) but it's so wonderful to have that connection and to see that, those still are people just looking. They need a home. These people really, really need a home. And a lot of us think that from the beginning, you may think, hey, people are not going to want to live with a whole bunch of other people. They're not going to want to do that. But absolutely, that is totally incorrect. I started looking into, I believe they're called hostels, 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 where they have multiple people living in a room as if it's a hotel, they'll be there for three or four or five days. And then they just check out and it's absolutely okay. It's absolutely normal for people to do that. So I don't have a lot of competition. What I do notice is that Vegas is one of the top growing cities in the United States in the last, I believe, nine months. And so we have people who are begging for a home. They're begging for some place to live. There's a waiting list for apartment complexes. There's a waiting list to get a decent home. So it's very hard to come by. So when I list my home, when someone decides to move out, I know that immediately it's going to be taken within a matter of a week's time. I do have VA hospital calling me, asking me if I have availability. 
they're willing to pay more than my average price range. And so I know that I'm not going to have a problem so much so that I'm looking for my second group home. Yeah. You probably have a, a waiting list or at least a couple of places that, you know, you can call and fill that property up, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So before we get into, so I wanted to kind of paint the picture of like what a lot of investors are thinking. We'll get into like the controls that you can put in place with the group homes that kind of alleviates those misconceptions that a lot of people have. Before that, Andy, do we still have you on the line? Sorry, I was on mute. I'm still here. There we go. <laughs> I forgot to introduce you, but we have the founder of Group Home Riches on the line. Andy, you heard her nightmare story. Andy also does. <laughs> obviously, he has many group homes. He's been doing this for a long time, but he also does the traditional rentals from here and there. Have you had any issues like that, Andy, or all your properties just well, been smooth and cash flowing? especially lately, you know, so it was funny. You were talking about how that one lady sublet the unit to her friends. Again, a lot of it boils down to the city that you are in. But if you are in a, if you're in a blue city, you're going to have an extremely difficult time, especially right now, getting these types of people out of your properties. So I actually ran into the same thing last year on a number of occasions. We had people that you know, we I probably just did not do a good enough job of underwriting at the very beginning. They sublet the unit. And then when I went to go over there to fix up the unit, I found out, wow, there's still people living in the property and they don't have a lease. They don't have anything. And I am unable to get them out. You can't call the police on them. You can't file an eviction. You can't get a court hearing. So again, you know, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you, you want to be tough, you can get them out pretty easily. But you get a little bit older, especially if you've you've got a number of group homes and a number of pieces and parcels of property. You, you can't really do the same things that you, <laughs> that you used to do to get people out. So, yeah, and then you have to, unfortunately, you have to resort to paying them to leave. I call it the Charlie Sheen treatment. So, yeah, you know, $10,000, $15,000 later after just paying them and then another five, six, ten thousand bucks to fix up the property, it can cost you a lot of money. So group homes are really the way because you've got somebody there on a daily basis, eyeballing the property, plus you've got cameras up. I mean, it, it's an actual operating business is what it is. Mm -hmm. For the investors out there or uh, aspiring group home entrepreneurs, they're hearing these nightmare stories about the traditional rentals. Now, let's say you, you may have eight to 10 people that let's, uh, you know, they typically don't qualify for traditional rentals, meaning they might have bad credit. They might not have a good history of paying bills on time. They might be transitioning out of homelessness or trying to get sober. Mm -hmm. So they're imagining, you know, 10 to 12 problem tenants, right? So how do you manage that? What are some controls that you put in place to make it not like that nightmare situation that a lot of landlords are imagining? Yes. So I definitely have cameras for sure. Absolutely. I also have a house manager who is a blessing because I don't have to worry about having to come over there every day. I don't have to worry about things being out of order. I don't have to worry at all. It's not a worry for me. Whereas if I was to rent out a room with not knowing what's going on in my home, it is a, it's wonderful. It is a stress-free business because you know what's happening. 
you know that you're getting your payment every month. Um, one of the things that I do as well is I advise everyone, hey, I send them out an automated text so I don't even have to do it anymore that says, hi, just a reminder, your payment is due on the first <laughs> and a few more other things. And I get it like clockwork. My house manager makes sure that, you know, he does simple things. We don't have any issues in my home. He does simple things like make sure that the trash can is empty when it needs to be in the home. Um, he makes sure that everything is just running smoothly. He makes sure that there's no dishes in the thing. That's one of my rules. I do have the rules that Andy suggested. I added a little bit more, but I have control. Control is equals to me, no stress, no stress whatsoever. And so the house manager and the security cameras and having the rules, the house rules in place lights out, you know, after 10 p.m., is perfect. I have people there that are a little bit older. And so they don't mind that, that rule because they're in their room, like at eight o'clock, they want to go to sleep at around nine. So I have these rules in place that Andy suggested. Like I said, I add a little bit more, I have the cameras and I also have the house manager. And all of that to me is just wonderful. I don't have to worry about anything. You hit the key word control. It's one of the advantages, mm -hmm. one of the biggest advantages, I think, from compared to group homes, compared to traditional rentals, you have way more mm -hmm. control, right? So Andy and T both, both talked about in their traditional rentals, you know, they have people, they don't know what's going on in that property for maybe two, three, even five years. You know, they could have, yep. there could be a completely different tenant in there putting cigarettes mm -hmm. out on the carpet, having dogs running wild, and then they skip town and you don't even know who was in your property. As long as you exactly. implement some very simple systems that we talk about in the gold course, as well as the, the paperwork that we'll talk about here in a second. As long as you mm -hmm. implement some really simple systems, there shouldn't really be any surprises if you go with the group home model. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, you talked about the rules that we suggest. That's a mm -hmm. key document inside the gold course. So to kind of answer okay. the next question that's probably popping up in somebody's head, let's say you do have a group home tenant and they just break the rules. They start smoking cigarettes in the house and, you know, mm. putting cigarettes out on the carpet. What do you do? Are you going to be in that kind of stressful situation like Andy mentioned and trying to evict them and going through the court system? No. Blah, blah, blah. What, do, what do you do? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, one thing is for sure is that uh, you guys have provided some wonderful templates and wonderful agreements that are set in place already from the beginning. When we allow, and that's the key word for me, allow someone to be able to rent a space from us, we're telling them, hey, if you break any of these rules, you're absolutely going to be out of here. It is something that has been told from the beginning before you even sign anything. And then it's reiterated again and again and again. And so everyone in my home knows that they're not to break the rules. If the rules are broken, I have eyes. One of the things that I have done as well is, and I've kind of learned this from being in management in the hotel industry, I know that it's not always good to just have a supervisor, right? You have your manager. I'm sorry, you not just good to have your manager. I have a supervisor as well. 
So that supervisor is my eyes and ears as well. So they will tell me everything that they know (laughs) to make sure that everything is running smoothly for me. And I absolutely love that because that makes them feel good. Oh, wow. You know, I'm a house supervisor. This is amazing. And I can get like $10 off on my rent just for being a house supervisor. So I have a manager and a house supervisor and I don't pay them at all, but they absolutely love what they do. So I know if there's going to be a rule that's broken, everyone in the house knows that there is a manager and a supervisor and I haven't had a problem with the breaking of rules as of yet at all. Bingo. And you go yeah, a but- <laughs> step further with the cameras that just keeps the, the eyes on everybody, right? On everybody, yes. I have a two-story, so I actually have cameras upstairs, downstairs, front and back, and the common areas. And so they're pretty much on guard. They know. <laughs> like, there is no reason for you to break a rule in front of the house manager, the supervisor, or the cameras, because they know that they will be leaving. They know that. So I don't really have a problem with it. I'm very thankful on how everything was set up with the group home riches to where I don't have to worry about anything. Once again, it's control and it's the perfect model. Yeah. So for the people out there that, you know, may have have a lot of misconceptions, right? So it's not like you're just taking in a bunch of homeless people Mm -hmm. off the street leasing the property to them and hope everybody works together, right? There's some very simple (laughs) systems to put in place to where you actually have way more control. There should Mm -hmm. be a lot less issues. There's not going to be, you haven't noticed this yet because you're only like 45 days into it, but Mm -hmm. there's not, there shouldn't really be a lot of deferred maintenance either, right? You know, there's not going to, right? No, (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. not going to be like molds growing in the kitchen or, you know, oh, no, past no, infestations no. that, that are go unreported. Oh. You know, I worked in property no. management, have seen just nightmares, <laughs> nightmares. Like, oh, why didn't goodness. you call this in? <laughs> but, uh, wow, you have, you have people in there mm-hmm. that are going to catch it like that, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. We actually opened August 1st, and we all the maintenance and all the cleaning and all that. I do have a maid that comes once a week as well. And then we also have landscaping, you know, that's always been there. They come by biweekly. So I do have a few other things in place to ensure um, that we're good. We do have our little list where if we need anything, we can call them right away, a handyman or what have you. But I haven't had to do that at all. Um, Most of the people that are in my home are very good at keeping things clean. We do an inspection um, every two weeks just to make sure that it stays that way as well. I forgot to add that per room. And so we really, you know, like you said, that is the key word. We really have things under control. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about rats and roaches and, you know, all those other different things. I don't have to. And that's a huge, huge peace of mind. Huge peace of mind for a real estate investor, for sure. Yeah. I mean, with traditional real estate, you may have, <laughs> I've seen it, you may have a hoarder like that mm-hmm. you, they, you think they're just great tenants because you haven't heard from them in three years. Then when they move out, it's just, <laughs> you know, 
you walk into an A and E TV show. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be yeah, any, no. anything like that. Even if the tenants, let's say they do go just a couple of days without cleaning up after themselves, your supervisor and your manager mm-hmm. are going to catch it, right? So, absolutely. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, I had a house manager who actually got on one person because they left a butter knife in the sink so yeah. <laughs> we, we got a lot of control yeah <laughs> not gonna be in, not gonna be any pest issues in, the, in a house like that right, right? exactly so, that's a huge no-no <laughs> you had mentioned that you were looking into doing this for quite a while what were some of the things that held you back from getting started before you found us online well you know actually i forgot about it I kind of forgot about the fact that I really wanted to start a group on one day. It kind of went to the back of my mind. I found out maybe a couple of years ago that there's always different characteristics to an entrepreneur. And I'm definitely an entrepreneur. I do have other businesses, but I found out that I was a creator. And in being a creator, I really kind of studied that intensively. I took this awesome course that kind of taught you about what that means. I found out that for me, I can come up with a million ideas and I can drive my husband absolutely crazy with all these ideas that I have. They may be good ideas, but I can't do everything. Right. And I know also that I'm an introvert and I can become very overwhelmed. And so I started thinking, okay, I have this business in the health and beauty industry. It's doing good, but I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to work hard anymore for my money. I want it to be easy. And so that idea started slowly creeping into my mind. Okay, well, remember this. Because sometimes, you know, what you go through, the experiences that you go through help you along the way in life, sometimes in your future. And this was one of those. I absolutely love the model of group homes. I loved what it meant. I love the mission behind it. And this is absolutely wonderful because it's not just about making money. You're really, really helping people. In fact, I just received a text message from one of my, actually my house manager, who thanked me so much for giving him the opportunity to stay at our home. He said that it is helping him so much. He thanked us. Like I had, there was probably about 10 thank yous. And he said, you know, bless you guys. I really appreciate you guys. You guys are wonderful. And that means so much to me to know that we're helping people. And I think going in, that's how we need to look at it. And you guys have said that several times on your podcast, that you're actually helping people. And once we get that, it's going to be a lot easier to be able to start if you haven't started yet. Yep. That's the real riches that that Andy was talking about when he created Group Home Riches. The more... Mm -hmm. You'll find, and not just in this one, but in a lot of businesses, the more people you help, the more money you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect business for people out there that, you know, if they have the, the caretaker personality, if they feel energized by helping people and working with them, there's a mm-hmm. couple lines of work you can get into. You know, there's social work, caseworkers. A lot of people end up in the medical field. Like you yourself, you ended up working at a group home, mm-hmm. all probably great fulfilling jobs personality wise, but maybe mm-hmm. not so much financially. This is, this is one of those. Not where, so much. Yep. You can scratch right. your entrepreneurial <laughs> itch. 
you can scale it as big as you want. You know, there's not really any cap. You can Mm -hmm. kind of start to outsource things. Eventually, once you get a couple properties, you'll you'll probably have enough cash flow to where you can replace yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of be in the Mm -hmm. position to where where Andy's at. Which, uh, Andy, if you're still on the line, I'd like to just give the people out there an idea. Like, how much work does it take? You have a ton of group homes. You must be on the phone nonstop, going back and forth to the houses probably like a 10 to 12 hour per day job, right? (laughs) Yeah, not quite. You know, look, I think if you set it up correctly, just like T's talking about, you're really not going to have much to do for, I mean, obviously at the very beginning, you are going to have your setup time and you're going to need to spend time, energy and effort setting everything up. But once everything is set up and if you do in fact decide to stop growing the business, you know, you get three or four of these things set up and you're making 8,000 bucks a month or whatever your number needs to be at that point, And you don't want to grow anymore. Frankly, there's really not that much to do. If you want to exactly. keep growing the business, then yes, you will need to be actively involved because at that point you're going to need to be looking for more real estate. And that, that'll really become your primary focus and job, finding the real estate, mm-hmm. financing it, just making sure that the furniture gets purchased and whatnot. But, you know, look, how easy is that? It's up and going. Well, it's fun is what it is. I mean, it becomes, Mm -hmm, frankly, mm -hmm. it becomes a lot of fun because you just start looking at it and you cookie cutter it. You know that every single one of these things that you do, you're going to be making X dollars more per month. So it just becomes a pure cash flow game. And then obviously, if you want to run some multiples on it, you can turn these things around and you can sell them for two and a half to four times what they're bringing in. So just for sake of argument, mm. if, if each group home is netting you before your interest and everything else, let's say it's netting you 45,000 bucks a year, you know, run a 3X multiple on it. Every time you set one up, you're adding $135,000 to your net worth. So you do 10 of them, you're, wow. you're a million. It's that simple. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. That is amazing. That is why I'm so excited about it. And, you know, as I mentioned, as a creator, I don't have to worry about hiring a whole bunch of staff members and having a ton of employees. I don't have to have a whole bunch of ideas to meet my income goal at all. I can just do literally, and like I mentioned, I do have other businesses. I can shut those businesses down and just have this. And it will equal the monthly goal that I want. I know that I can go out there and I can find an investor that says, hey, I need help. I want to be able to have that stress-free thing too. I want to be a a stress-free and real estate investor. Investor, Take this out of my hand. And so I'm thankful that I'm connected to you guys to be able to have not only that motivation, but to know that it works for you. And you're saying, hey, if it works for me, it's going to be able to work for you too. That is super duper awesome. Like, it's a no brainer. We don't have to go in and have hundred different businesses. We can just do this one thing if we wanted to. And the way my life has been, I'm ready to settle down. I don't want to get into a ton of businesses. I just want a few. And this one right here is like Andy said, it's fun. It's stress-free. So I absolutely love it. And I thank you so much for it. Well, thank you for taking the info and running with it. If I can make a quick comment on that, I, I feel like I'm kind of at the same point as you are, T. I mean, 
you get to a point where when you're young, you're coming up with all these ideas. Frankly, you get a little bit scatterbrained, but as you get a little bit older and a little bit more mature, you realize, wow, I actually found something that prints cash. Let me just double down on this. It's a lot easier than trying to put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into starting something new. If you find something that makes you money, just do it over and over and over and over again. Wow. Yeah, that's true. So T, mm-hmm. now that, now that you have the first property, uh, the first property is kind of stabilized. Yeah. About how much time per week or per month would you say you put into that one home? At the beginning, I'd say maybe about, I'd say maybe an hour a day, if that. And, you know, one, like I, I've, I've already, I already have the house, so it wasn't a lot. Um, now, I'd say maybe about two hours, if even that, a week. We're pretty much just getting text messages that let us know that we have cash on a monthly basis. Uh, we're getting text messages from our manager. Everything's fine. Everything's flowing smoothly is what he says. And so if we run out of anything, hey, you know, we need a trash. We need some more trash cans. Uh, we need some more trash bags or whatever the case may be. Um, that only takes us about a minute to hop to the store and go get it. Now I'm learning that it's best to buy in bulk instead of little here and there. Um, especially, so that, especially with the cost of everything going up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Costco is our best friend when it comes to that. Yep. <laughs> but other than that, it's not a lot of time. This is why I love it absolutely so much. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just amazing. Let's do some fun math then. <laughs> so let's say you know <laughs> a, a, an hour per week. Let's say you do you get five properties like this. You're spending five hours per week on it. How many mm. bedrooms? Do you, how many bedrooms is your home? You have in your home currently? I have six. Six have bedrooms. Six. About how mm-hmm. much does each bedroom gross? Um, we do six ninety five per. Well. We have our master that is a thousand fifty. Let's see. I, ha- I should have added all of this before. And then we have about one, two, three. We have four rooms that are six ninety five, and then we also have a room that is eleven fifty. So approximately. So we have ten fifty, eleven fifty, and the other ones are six ninety five. Approximately, how much does the total home gross? So let's see here. Let me grab a quick calculator. Okay. <laughs> okay. So see, this is, and this, this is, is just uh, so this super is awesome Andy. because this is Andy's one of my favorite quotes. Like, Hey, if, if I have to do calculations to figure out if it's a good deal, I'm not going to do it. Brandon's right. That's like, I, I've been saying it forever. If it take people used to ask me, what's the cap rate on that deal? Let's get the Excel spreadsheet out. I'm like, dude, if it takes an Excel spreadsheet to find out if it's a good deal, it's not a good deal. We're not doing it. You know, with these group deal. homes, it was just so, <laughs> it's just so obvious. You look at them, you're like, oh my God, I'm renting out the rooms for, you know, 500, 600, in some cases on the masters, thousand bucks a pop. I mean, you know that you're making a lot of money. You're, you know, you just do quick math. You know. you got six. Yeah. So uh, the other yeah. thing to consider also, everybody's talking about, and it's real, it's totally real. They're talking about the housing crisis, right? So I think nationwide, you know, the single family kind of institutional investors that own all these single family homes, nationwide rents were up, I want to say like 17% year over year. 
people can't afford to even rent mm, stuff. And so, exactly. you know, you give them a nice house with a room and, you know, yeah, a shared bathroom or whatever. But the point is, these people are happy. They're very, very, very happy to be paying you $600, 700 $800 a month because otherwise, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're screwed. They can't even afford an apartment anymore. Exactly. He's, that is he's very got true. The, uh, he's got the reviews uh, I got it. to it's prove for, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're pretty much um, $20 short of 5000 a month. But I also need to add an additional $500 to that. And the reason is, is because I do have someone there who actually wants us to do grocery shopping for her and do her laundry. And I outsource the maid that comes weekly to do that for her. So gross is 500, but I only give her an additional $300 a month. So I take $200 of that just for being the middleman. And what, (laughs) what, What would you say? What would you say approximately is, is your net? per month on the property? So our net on the property is close to about, let's see, it's close to about 3,100. Right. So. <laughs> yep. So, if you so for, to- for, the average, for the average person out there, you literally just replaced your annual income off of one property that you're spending, as you just said, an hour a week running. You're spending four to six yes. hours a month to make, you know, rounded up or whatever it comes out to be, thirty-five to forty thousand dollars a year. Like you, you um, cannot beat your return on a dollar per hour basis. It's impossible. You're not gonna, you're not gonna beat it. Yeah, we're talking wow. if, see, if if you were to get four, you know, just four more properties like this, stabilized. We're talking, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred and eighty k per year with yes. five out five, five hours of work per week. I mean, a it's, week. <laughs> It's unheard of, right? If you were, it is unheard of. Wow. If, if and you you're were helping to, people all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. If, if you were to post these numbers in a real estate forum, like a uh, bigger pockets or something like that, and all these, they wouldn't believe me. They wouldn't. Yeah. They'd be like, there's no way you're lying. You know, you're scamming us. <laughs> yeah. You're scamming us. Exactly. How much is your course? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to sell the gold course to, for 170. Yeah. It's a scam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I have receipts. <laughs> yeah. For the folks that are out there actually open to this, most likely, you, you know, the majority of people that come to us are not investors. They are people in the medical field or, or like you, maybe they were working at a group home and they're like, hmm, wonder if I can do this myself. Guys, you stumbled upon an investment, you know, a business strategy that just off the charts, like take it from investors. If we were to tell the average real estate investor about this and these numbers, like we all said, they're going to, they're not going to believe it. <laughs> so not at all. Yeah, there's guys, it's, no it's, uh, there, there's little, you know, very little, if any, barrier to entry. There's very little competition. Very few real estate investors are open to this. So, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know. And, and there's huge demand. There is big, big, big time yeah. demand and need for this this type of housing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's proof of that. It took her, you know, 40, 45 days to fill her first property. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of touch on some other misconceptions and some common questions, you know, T took you 40, 45 days to fill the property. But before that, you know, how long did it take you to get your license and go through all the certifications and stuff like that? 
Well, actually, Nevada makes that fairly easy. You can get your business license or LLC online. You can get insurance online. So honestly, that only took me a day. Once you pay for your LLC and your business license, you're literally emailed your certificates that same day. So you so you don't have to, to wait. You didn't need to get any licensing to get like nursing staff and get sprinklers. Oh no. <laughs> No, 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 no. We have sprinklers, but we didn't need to have anybody do any of that. Um, I didn't ask for them to do any of that either. So, but yeah, no, not at all. That's another great thing about it is that you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You don't have to have people coming in. You know, every state's different or whatever, but the way Andy had to set up, you don't need that. Yeah. So we pounded in our material, but I'll just recap it for the folks that are out there like, what? What, what did I just hear? Like, especially if you've gone to like your health department or, you know, looked up how to start a group home in your area, most uh, consultants mm-hmm. and government agencies and, you know, lawyers, what have you, they're going to tell you how to start a licensed group home. Right. You know, that's a great business model. The disadvantages are that a uh, ton of paperwork going to cost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to take you mm-hmm. very long time to get through all the regulations and things like that. What Andy does, what he does, follow the same rules and regulations that any other landlord needs to follow, right? You're just licensing space to people by the room or by the Mm -hmm. bed. And then you're protected by federal housing laws, guys. If they're, let's say T does have, uh, you mentioned you probably have a couple seniors in your, in your house, right? Yes. Do any of them need I any, do. I any have... type of licensed, you know, healthcare or service or anything like that? One of the ladies that actually outsourced for shopping and grocery, or I end up outsourcing, she does have an RN that comes in, CNA that comes in, but she, her case manager deals with all that. So I absolutely have nothing to do with that. I step out as long as they follow my house rules when they get there, I'm good. Bingo. I don't need to assist her with that or anything. Bingo. So T is not, she's not hiring nursing to provide those services. <laughs> she's not going through all that licensing in order to do that in theory. So in theory, you know, you're leaving money on the table. That's revenue that, you know, if you were to go through all that licensing and stuff like that, you wanted to provide the services and charge for it. Yeah. That could be another revenue stream, but folks, we just broke down like the, the revenue that you can generate just by focusing on the real estate. And you can see why uh, T and, and Andy are okay with that business model. Again, it's Absolutely. one house and you replace the average person's annual income with four hours of work a month at most. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. Now, I really never thought of it when you break it down that by hour. Wow. <laughs> like, that is amazing. Like, I, when we get off, I'm going to have to calculate how much is that per hour <laughs> oh, <laughs> for man. the four well, hours a month. <laughs> and here's, here's another kicker. This is what Andy does. Once you, you know, you're not putting in, you know, there's a lot of texts and things like that, like you mentioned. But, you know, imagine if you had like 15 to 20 properties, that would be mm-hmm. pretty time consuming, right? But again, let's do the math. You know, we talked about how much you can bring in if you have five properties. Now imagine if you had 15, you know, right. that, you know, you're bringing in enough cash flow with that to where you can bring on 
an operational manager, someone that may have Mm -hmm. property management experience or maybe a little sharper than your supervisors and managers now and basically Mm -hmm. just replace Mm -hmm. yourself. So Mm -hmm. Andy, once you get things stabilized with an operational manager, how much time do you put into like the uh, little group home organizations per month? I mean, I realistically, I, I think you, you like, you always ask me this question. It's the same answer I always give you. It's the end of, it's the end of the month, right? It's not even the end of the month. You know how we do it, Brandon. So it's the beginning of the following month, usually between the first to about the 10th. Don't get me wrong. If I'm on vacation, it might be closer to the 15th or whatever, but I log in to QuickBooks and I'll usually look at QuickBooks anyways, but the bookkeepers are over in India and they usually update everything, you know, every couple of days or whatever. And I'll, I'll just check, okay, how much did we make last month? Did everything reconcile? Is the amount of money that's in showing up in QuickBooks, is that the exact same amount that's showing up in the Chase bank account? Pay off the credit card, boom, done. It's, it's really that simple. And it's a, it's a cash business, right? So you're not running receivables. You're not, you don't have any inventory. You don't have really any employees. It makes it very, very, very simple. It's a simple business. And those are the sort of businesses that you want to own and operate. I've owned and operated a wide variety of different companies. And this is a simple, simple business, which is nice because basically a ham sandwich can run it. And that's what you want. Right. Wow. It's just amazing. And and speaking of credit cards, I also noticed that, you know, when we swipe that card um, and it has to do with a group home, I'm getting 2% back a month for whatever I swipe. So that's additional income for providing something for your home. (laughs) Oh, it's huge. And I just realized, you know, our goal is to have 10 group homes. And I was just thinking just from the top of my head that if we spent, let's say $2,000 a month out of for 10 homes with supplies for the home or what have you, then you get 2% back. That's almost like having another tenant <laughs> per se. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it actually becomes kind of fun because then you're logging in and you're looking, you're like, oh, I got a thousand bucks here, a thousand bucks there. And next thing you know, I mean, you do whatever the hell you want to do with it. If you want to go out and buy crypto with it. You can buy crypto with it. If you want to just stack it into an account and utilize it to grow your business, you can do that. If you want to go on vacation with it, you can do that. But it's an additional source of income, which is nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the, the good thing with this business is that it is a cash business. So you're not running receivables and you're not adding up or, or racking up you know, any interest payments. You're able to pay off your credit card each and every month. So you'll go a full year and you'll, you know, maybe if you screw up or something, you'll have $50 of interest, but you'll have stacked up three, four, five, 10,000 bucks in cash back reward points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. One thing that I found is some of my, the people that are at my home, they want to give me cash and they'll say, Hey, we have it right now before the first even hits. Can you come by and get it real quick? Or can I give it to house manager? I don't want it in my hands. I got to give it to you. We have two people like that in our home. And I found that at the beginning, it was like that, where I had everyone paying cash, 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 cash. Now they have the option of doing Zelle, right? And so I noticed that when I go to an ATM drive-thru just to deposit it, my ATM cash machine is saying, hey, you put too much money in here. Let's (laughs) what's going on? They don't even want to accept a lot. So I have to go inside just to make a cash deposit. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, like it really changes the game. You know, yeah. you start to feel like you're really doing something now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then eventually you're like, I'm way too lazy to do that. We're nobody's yeah. allowed to pay me cash. It's you guys can use lease exactly. paid or whatever it is, but there's yeah. no more cash payments, guys. You want to pay with cash, go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So now we're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, you need to pay with Zelle. This is the last month. We already advised them, hey, come next year. You have to do Zelle or something. <laughs> this is a headache for us. We don't want headaches. We're in control, and we don't like exactly. to spend a lot of time yeah. with this model. So, <laughs> ideally, uh, Let's do something we'll, different. We'll cover this in detail after the podcast, T. But. Um, ideally you're going to want to get set up for guaranteed checks through uh, like a third party rep. And I'll, I'll kind of go over that Mm -hmm. with you, but yeah, once, once you scale and you know, once you have like a lot of demand, you have your marketing just on, on autopilot and your phone's blowing up, you know, you're getting 10 to 15 calls per day on your website. You have the ability to be like, look, we don't accept cash. Just like, just like Andy said, no cash payments. Mm -hmm. We need you to do this, this, and this, or, you can't live here and or, uh, or, you're, or you're out of here. Yeah. And you know, the good thing, again, you got to find the silver lining and all this stuff, but the good thing with uh, COVID is that you have the excuse of telling these people, you know, I can't take cash anymore. I mean, eventually people get it, but anyways, Hey, I, I have to run guys. Cause I got a one o'clock appointment that I need to jump on the phone with, but to you is great meeting you fun chatting with you, Brandon, you Thank got you any, any last questions for me or whatever? No, I think we're about to wrap it up. So thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, if you have any last parting words for the folks out there, drop it on them. Yeah, just take action. I mean, it's really that simple. And look, T was able to get everything up and going in 45 days. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by taking action and moving quickly. I mean, again, this business is not going to operate itself. You're going to need to take action and move with speed and conviction. I mean, I can assure you, just like T is, that this business works. There's ample demand in your community for this type of housing. And look, you can make a small fortune. You really can. You get 10 of these things up at, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars net income per month. Just do the math. I mean, that's <laughs> you're in the top one percent at that point. So take action, move quickly, and, and act with uh, courage and conviction. Beautifully said. All right. Thank you for joining us, sir. All right, guys. See you. Andy hit the nail on the head, guys. Uh, you know, Act with speed. A lot of folks out there, they email us and you know, uh, book calls with us and things like that. They're just held back by a lot of misconceptions. You know, what's the f- they're looking for? You know, they think there's some certification you need to get or some application, right? There's some magical application that we're hiding from you guys. No, that's it. You can literally literally just get started if you don't have the properties yet. And we, we recommend doing your marketing beforehand, even if you do have the properties. But if you have the connections in your area, you have your systems in place, there's plenty of investors out there that would be willing to partner with you. I'll put T on the spot. You know, T, if you had a vacant property <laughs> and you had a group home entrepreneur come to you with a, a waiting list in hand, you know, system in place, mm-hmm. you have the, they have the tenants, they have the connections, they can fill up, you know, your vacant property, not just your vacant property, but, you know, four or five vacant properties. They're going to do all the work. Mm-hmm. They're willing to negotiate, mm-hmm. you know, maybe split 
some of the profit or pay above market rent for your property? Would you be willing to work with somebody like that? Absolutely. That is a win-win situation. Yeah. You literally, if you do the work beforehand and you become an asset, it's a way for real estate investors to A, make a little bit more money on their property, B, get less phone calls, ideally no phone calls, C, have a high earning, high paying, hassle-free tenant for you know the next 20 years, right? You're literally <laughs> solving every problem that these investors have out there. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, guys, yeah. act with speed. Don't get held back. You know, if you guys do have any questions just nagging you that are stopping you from picking up the phone and calling these nonprofits and places like that, reach out to us. There's very simple answers to every common question. I think we hit a lot of them on this podcast. So yeah. So T, before we wrap things up, why don't you tell the folks a little bit more about your future plans, your 45 days into it? What do you see in the, in the next year or so for your group home business? So I actually have a four-year plan. My goal is to have at least two more properties opened by the end of next year. And my husband is thinking that we're probably going to do this in the next two years. So I'm one that I have to stretch this a little bit just to give it a little bit more time. So that is my goal, 10 properties, um, definitely two by the end of next year. Really, really super excited. I know it's going to happen. Boom. Yeah. And you did the first one in 45 days. So you know, yeah, full, 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 45 days. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I know you have a couple other things going. You're on, you're on the Facebook page. If you would mm-hmm. like people to reach out to you or check anything out, like if you have any social media or anything like that, you know, feel free to drop anything like that. Okay. Um, absolutely. Um, my name is T Lerma. I don't think there's a lot of people with T-E-E Lerma, so you can definitely find me on Facebook. I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions to help you make your decision to get started with Group Home Riches. Beautiful. So, folks, if you've been on the fence, you know, hopefully this answers a lot of questions for you. We brought up what you need to do to get started. We brought up what's in it for you, right? A lot of people don't realize, hey, this is a way to help the community, but at the same time, like Andy said, I mean, you could, it's very realistic to be in the top 1% of earners with just, you know, a year or two of, of uh, grinding it out. There's very little businesses like that out there. So if you've been on the fence, if you've been following us, sign up for the gold course and get to work, email us. We're happy to help. If you just joining us, and this is maybe the first time you've heard of us head to grouphomeriches.com, sign up for the free training material check it out and then uh, email us if you have any questions. T, do you have any, any parting words for the folks out there? Go for it. Don't think about it. Don't ponder on it. Just go for it. You're not going to be disappointed. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.